Yo, what's going on, everyone? It's Brian and Jim here, drink a beer and play a game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Yes, hello, all you crypto bag holders. Welcome to episode 163. Thank you for joining us tonight. Hope you're doing well. We're doing well because we have a guest tonight. So you might have seen him around on Twitter. You might have seen him around on YouTube. But you've probably seen him on TikTok where between his two accounts, he's closing in on a million followers. He is John from John Breaks Bad News, and he is here with us tonight. John, how you doing? How you guys man? doing? <laughs> How's John, it going? don't tell us any bad news right off the bat. <laughs> no, I got nothing for you guys. <laughs> he picks up the phone. Uh, yeah, so Sandy wanted me to tell you. <laughs> That's my the wife. The baby is not yours. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Which I don't know why you thought it was. It's a different color. <laughs> But I always like at the end. Sorry, bud. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, man, how you doing? First of all, thank you so much for coming on. When uh, when Jim told me you were coming on, I got really excited. I know I haven't had the chance to talk with you, but I appreciate you jumping on with us. No problem. I I really uh, I'm excited to be here. I um, I checked out a couple of you guys' episodes, and it's fun. It looks like a fun show. Uh, I have no idea. You sent topics over. I have no idea what any of them were because they looked like gobbledygook to me, except for the vagina beer, which that's why I want to spoil anything. So, (laughs) listen, I I just, I just, first of all, before we go any further, um, we have the main link below. But you know, if you can, just shout out where do you want people to find you? What do you want them to subscribe to? And definitely shout out your Patreon while you're at it. Oh, I um. Patreon isn't set up, so don't worry about Patreon. But uh, uh, YouTube, we just crossed 10,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube. And uh, we we're heading to, towards 2K on Twitch. So if you want to follow me there, that's the best place to watch the streams. I do break bad news live. And if you have any bad news that you want broken, send an email to johnbreaksbadnews at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So for and, those out there, because we always kind of fuck up when we try to describe someone's channel. So how would you describe it? Because it's like one of the few like original ideas out there, even though it's like, oh, yeah, why hasn't anyone thought of this? It's almost like it reminds <laughs> me of like dirty work, but like, put Dude, in, like I was going to say dirty yeah. work, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically people send me emails um, and like they'll. They'll have like the subject line is like, I'm cheating on my wife. I finally want to come clean. And then I call their wives and tell them. And that's <laughs> it's as simple as that. Now, let me ask you, like what? I'm just hoping that this kind of came to be after a night of drinking too much. And you're like, you know what? I should call someone for bad news. Or how do you even come up with like trying to do that or at least putting it on video like what what came how'd that even come to be well okay so i used to do this podcast called master haters and master haters the the premise of master haters was it was a group of friends got together every week they each picked one thing that they hated and then they argued about which one was the most hateable thing and um during that time uh me and my buddy like during the week when we were preparing for the show we'd like kind of write out or like pitch skits to each other and uh one of those skits were uh was like me being a doctor and telling people that they have cancer Mm. so one night while editing the podcast i was drinking and (laughs) as you do um kind of thought it would be funny if like there was a guy on the internet that was offering this as a service like (laughs) 
Uh, so I created a Facebook page and like just threw up some like very like haphazard shit on the Facebook page and then started writing these ads that were like, uh, did your kids leave, uh, uh, go to see their grandparents for the weekend and you accidentally let their dog out the gate and the dog left, the, uh, you know, ran out into the road and got hit by a car. Uh, so instead of telling your kids that their dog is dead, you went to the pound and you got a dog that looks almost like their dog, but has one <laughs> missing distinguishing fe- feature. So you decide to replicate that feature with uh, some paint. And then when the kids get dropped off by their grandparents, the dog runs through a sprinkler and the paint washes off and you have to explain to your kids anyway that their dog is dead. Well, why don't you skip all that and send me an email to johnbreaksbadnews at gmail.com. And I will call your kids and tell them that their dog is dead. And that started getting, like, shared around, um, like, different Facebook groups. But the one thing that really, like, took off was I took this picture of me, and I had just, like, gotten out of a pool. Uh, like, And I was, like, all fucked up. My beard was all matted. And uh, there was a kid behind me that looked like he was crying, so I just snapped a picture. <laughs> and then I wrote, like, the caption, like... Um, just told this kid his parents are getting divorced <laughs> job well done <laughs> send an email to john breaks bad news at gmail.com and that got that blew up that was seen by like 10 million people and um all of a sudden my inbox is filling up with these fucking requests for me to call people and and say shit to them so i was like all right I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, get your fucking phone. We're going outside and we're going to start filming a couple of these calls. So I started calling people and like a lot of people don't pick up for Mm -hmm. like weird numbers. But eventually somebody did. And we got the footage for like one of the first TikToks that I made, which was like um, and TikTok wasn't even a thing at this time. Right. Uh, This was back in 2019. And um, I so we filmed it, we put it on Facebook, and that got shared a million times. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, like it was just like uh, d- um, different media outlets started asking me if they could use my stuff for articles. I was on uh, New- the New York Post website, which was <laughs> stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was you know that's how it how it kind of started. And then uh, like during the pandemic, I kind of like let it just fall and like didn't really touch the pages or anything like that because i didn't want to be the guy that was calling everybody and being like yeah marissa has covid and she exposed you to covid (laughs) yeah right (laughs) it's like that would get really old really fast yeah (laughs) so um but the the last year i've been back and i've been trying to push this as strongly as i can and you've been doing a hell of a job man and like you're one of the few people i've seen who's had your account get deleted and just come back stronger afterwards and it only took about a week (laughs) Yeah. Well, it pissed me off. It really pissed me off when they fucking took away my account. I was like, I- I'm not really doing anything that crazy. I'm not like out there mm-hmm. promoting like super edgy ideas. I'm just being a goofball and, uh, you know, to wake up and see that they've like fucking crushed your account that like you've been building is really annoying. If that happens to you, don't fight back. Do something else. And, and, and like I'm saying to anybody listening that, that may uh, be making stuff that they think is funny. If somebody, if, if some of these big fucking companies decide to, I'm sorry, can I curse? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, if, if one of these big fucking companies decide to fuck with you and take your shit away, just either do figure out a different way to do it and do it somewhere else, but don't don't ever stop doing it. No, that's great advice. And to Jim's point, I mean, or what you just said, you're just a messenger. You're yeah. not doing anything like yeah. You're not like threatening. It's not like you're like oh here's the number I'm calling. You're not. I don't. I don't get why you would be canceled for that. But I guess my one of my questions is. You know, I watch so many of your videos, and, and my thought always is, have you ever had someone, like, follow back up with you that you delivered news to? Like, is this shit real, like, after the fact? Like, like wondering, like, like, like you know. Yeah, I, I get voicemail. Like, there was one guy in particular who got really pissed. Uh, his son had me call him <laughs> because he he was trying to steal his son's identity. And his son was going to like the FBI, going to some sort of like like authority branch. Yeah. So I called and I told him, "Hey, listen, your son is uh, going to the feds on you because you tried to steal his identity." And that guy called me for a week straight, threatening to kill me. Holy shit! Ooh. Yeah. And at the time, <laughs> I was just using my my cell phone number. Yeah. I'm not <laughs> That's what I was wondering very too. Smart. <laughs> Well, I liked when you started. You said on that very first day that you started calling people. I liked how you're like, I use my girlfriend's phone. <laughs> no, no. She filmed me on her phone. Oh, okay. I used my, she was like, you're not using my phone. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to like just buy burners for that shit now, I feel like. <laughs> no, I just use Google Voice. It's oh, nice. Two, yeah, two fake numbers, and I, I have, you know, I bounce between them. If I can't get you to pick up on one, and you'll pick up on the other. I just like how, like, polite... I guess it's got to be, like, the shock value or just, like, the surprise of it. But, like, so many of these calls that you do, like, you just tell them this horrific stuff, and they're just like, oh, uh, thank you? And you're like, <laughs> yeah, okay, bye. Are, most people are shockingly polite. Most people uh, will, will take the news and then just go, okay, yeah, uh, um, well, thank you for letting me know. And then, yeah. and then I go, all right, well, sorry, bud, I love you. And they say, I love you back. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's just my main goal was to always like, I feel like people have a really hard time communicating. Communicating is difficult, you know, oh, and sure. I think that I think that people avoid it. Uh, and I think if you do it in a way that's like maybe a little funny, you can maybe get people to communicate a little better. Yeah, and I feel like it's and kind of going off what Jim said. The people are being polite in most of the cases. I almost detect a tinge of like they're not completely shocked. Yeah, like you, they know in their gut like something's probably going on, and and it's not like oh my god, this is a groundbreaking. This is like ah oh shit, I saw this coming. Yeah, like that. There's a lot of people who also think that I'm full of shit, and I'm like that. Well, it's not my job to convince you. So. Yeah. Now, Go when ask. you get these requests, though, do you ever wonder, like, how many of these are just, they're just basically wanting you to prank somebody like, um, where, where it's not legit? It's turned into, over the last couple of weeks, it's turned into a lot of prank calls, but they're also, like, in the emails, they're like, this is a prank. So okay. I, I tell the viewers, hey, this is a prank. And then at the end of the call, I even, like, will try to call back and, and be like, hey, listen, I was you know, messing around. Thank you for playing along. And, uh, but a lot of times they don't let me call back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're calling a person going, you fucking whore. 
So, John, as this as this rises in popularity, because I'm sure it's going to continue, are you eventually going to convert this to doing it in person as well? <laughs> yes, that's actually uh, something like, especially if you're in like the tri-state area around New York, and you have some bad news that you want to deliver, you want delivered, and you need help with it. Send me an email because I'm I'm trying to work on on doing it in person. That's so awesome! Oh That's, no, it was one of the things that uh, we, it almost happened. Uh, like when it first started, um, I got contacted by like TV people that were like, "We want to like you know give you money to shoot a pilot." And, oh shit! And I was like, "Okay, awesome." And then they were like, uh, but one of the one of the things that we want you to do is we want you to go to the pound and tell dogs that they're going to be put down. And I was like, what are you talking? What? What? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> How's how would that work exactly in your head when you see this happening? Number one, as a white woman yourself, do you like this person doing this? Like, is this a guy that you want to continue watching? Or is this somebody who's who you are uh, disgusted by and is a villain? Because it yeah. kind of feels like you're turning me into a villain. Yeah, that's completely making you the bad guy right off. Because you know that's all the trailer is. Is yeah. John goes to the you know, and it's like a you know a dog missing an eye, and you're like you're getting <laughs> put down tomorrow. <laughs> They're gonna guess you, puppy. Yeah. No, yeah, but they're just gonna like, guess you. That completely misses the point of the whole gimmick because it's all based around the human element. What the fuck's yeah. talking to a dog gonna do? Yeah. I don't know. It was it was insane. And they they didn't like my ideas either, which was like, ju let's just do cheaters, but with this, we go, we <laughs> yeah. sit down, we talk to a guy, and then we go find another guy and we talk to them, and then that's yeah. the show. You know, yeah, like that's, that's all you got. <laughs> right. You might get stabbed on a boat. You never know. But hey, it's a risky take. <laughs> hey, no. I'll I'll get stabbed on a boat for a couple G's. The right paycheck. Fuck yeah, fucking stab yeah. once you want. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone just comes in. Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> so so John, I I don't have to ask because I see. Excuse me. We were talking about Beardo. I like that you got the Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah, it's going my, already. It's my Is favorite. that the go-to? It's my usual go-to. Now, did you ever get that ridiculous? What what does what's that ginormous pack they sold in that? Oh, it's like the ninety nine nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't. I, I live in a one bedroom apartment. <laughs> it would so you, fit. <laughs> take up a lot of room. I like that there was enough thought put in there. How you're looking around, you're like, dimensionally, that shit ain't coming up. I'm not going through the elevator yeah. with it. Like, you're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can see the feng shui. You got that support behind it. You could just stand it right next to it because that 99er would just be floor to ceiling anyway. If I could make it into some sort of throne, that would have been nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just get all your cases, line them up. <laughs> not comfortable, but it would have been fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Gotta do it for the bit, at least. So, do you ever delve into like the craft world, or you're just like, I try to want love... to taste like a tree's asshole. I'm done with this. I want to go mm -hmm. back to just knowing what I love. Not at all. I love craft beer. Um, I love experimenting with stuff. I go down to the, um, I go down usually on Thursdays when I do my stream on Thursdays. I'll go down to the beer distributor before the stream, and I'll just like look around and see what. Uh, like, I live on Long Island, so. There's a ton of breweries here, so I go and I look for whatever's local that's in, in uh, and actually, like, a, there's a Second Talk brewery that's, like, right around the corner from my place. Okay. Um, 
I'll go there and I'll pick up whatever they got working on uh, every once in a while. Uh, but right now, um, the last couple of weeks, I've been pretty, uh, pretty happy drinking the Elsa. El- don't I don't want to Segundo Stone Cold. Yeah, the uh, the Broken Skull Lager. Nice, yeah, really, really good. Yeah, their IPA was meh. It was it so was, it was so like in the middle of the road as IPAs go. And but yeah, the lager is much better. I feel like the lager is really good. The IPA I felt like it was too just like astringently bitter, and it didn't have any like fruity notes to back mm. it up at all. It was yeah. just like it was like. You know, like the old commercials about bitter beer, you know, like, yep. <laughs> and um, not my thing, but not also, also not terrible. It was very drinkable and, yeah, but not very interesting. Now, how is the craft beer scene in general, though, in, in Long Island? Because I'm always, that's one of the things I always try to ask people around the country because, you know, in PA, we've had a crazy surgence, I'd say, of craft breweries, microbreweries, and I'm curious, are you seeing that where you live, too? Yeah, there's, uh, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting a brewery around there. <laughs> um, in my hometown, Bayshore, there is, uh, I think, three or four of them just in the town, and it's not a huge town, and it's like a sub, it's a sub town of Islip. Islip has like 12. Holy crap. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there's uh, Great South Bay, which is a bigger, bigger one. Uh, but behind Great South Bay, there's Ghost, there's uh, Squarehead, there's Spider, there's Sans. Uh, like now on Long Island, there's Sand City, there's um, Secatog, there's uh, Port Jeff Brewery. There's a bunch of them. And I try to get to as many of them as I can uh, every once in a while. But, nice. Yeah. yeah, dude. And I don't know about you. I like that you're in the craft beer and like willing to try it. And one of the reasons Jim and I started to hold no IPA May is because the one thing that drives us crazy is every single brewery you Has go there, IPAs. it's fucking yeah. all IPA. And it's like, yeah. oh, maybe you get lucky. And there's always the obligatory stout. You know, there's always, you know, maybe in one or two other styles. But, man, IPAs dominate. And when I find a brewery that doesn't just have those and even is willing to dip their toes in the lagers, I'm like – Ooh, this is exciting. I can try some shit that's yeah. just not IPA. Um, I've found a couple of good pilsners. Really, like I, I, I do like IPAs, uh, but I've gotten a little tired of them. Um, mm-hmm. And but then, like the next thing that got popular around here was sours. Sours everywhere. That's yep. and I just can't. I like they taste like bile. Like I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it's not my thing. I'm also not a big stout guy. Um, so what's your go-to? Is it is it more lagers and pilsners? Uh, well, usually it's a, like an uh, IPAs, and then mm-hmm. after that it's pilsners, and then lagers, um, and then ales and stuff like that. You know, like, like okay. Um, I forget what the the style. I should. I I used to have a lot of this stuff committed to memory because I was a bartender yep. for ten <laughs> years. Uh, but I've just like a lot of it has been knocked out of the old noggin. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like um, I'll I'm willing to try anything. Like nice. when it comes to comes to beer, I will try it. I'm I you a lot of times I find that I don't like it, but or I can find an element that I do like, but it wouldn't be something that I would like. This is gonna be my daily driver kind of shit. Um, yeah. I got that. That's the Paps. <laughs> 
Well, don't worry. We'll, we have a beer we're going to talk about later, and we already mentioned. I would love to see if you'd try. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now, Chambers, I got a question for you. So, obviously, we're still going strong, and I do want to give a huge shout-out to everyone who has been continuing to participate in No IPA May. I think we got some legit contenders for winners already. Oh, yeah. I'll be honest. Um, but what are you drinking tonight? Well, Bri, I'm keeping it simple tonight because – I'm actually extremely full right now. I planned poorly for it tonight, and I didn't have anything uh, more fancy. So, got the good old Yingling flights going on. So, now is that like a pack from like two months ago? No, it's from two days ago. Okay. <laughs> now, I actually wound up this weekend. What do you call it? Uh, burning through like all my beer because like the wife and I would be hanging out with the kid, doing whatever, and then like one of the neighbor would come over, then a couple of the neighbors. So, we'd be like, oh, I'll break out some of the beers, and then that just seemed to happen every single night. So I was like, oh, shit, I'm out of everything. All right, let me uh, go run out and get some beers real quick. Nice. So I got a beer here. I don't know if either – I'm sure – Jim, I know you've seen this. John, I don't know if you see this near you. Yes. This bottle, I see it every fucking bottle shop. The Delirium, Tremens, Tremens. I, I'm always going to fuck up that name. But it's uh, Belgium beer. It's one of their uh, – it's, it's like the Belgian style that's like – they're sometimes considered a strong ales. It's 8.5%. It's like a – it's a cast iron almost – or I'm sorry, not cast iron. Um, I don't know what kind of material it is. It's a crazy-looking bottle. I think they're it's ceramic. Ceramic, actually. yep. Between 15 and 20 bucks just for this bottle. It's one of the big yeah. boys. I've seen it forever, and I've always gone like, I'm not going to spend that much. And this, year, this week I was like, you know what? I'll just get it for the podcast. I do love Belgian ales because they are so strong and they usually pack a ton of flavor. And I got to say already, yeah, the thing is chalk filled with like, oh, on one hand, you get some fruit notes, you get a little bit of the booziness, you get so many different layers of it. I get why it's this expensive. And for 8.5%, it hits harder than some of the other stronger beers. I'll say that. So Yeah. I'd recommend it, but yeah, you ain't you ain't gonna be buying many of them at that price point. <laughs> You're not gonna be able to drink many of them. I have a couple of stories about that shit. <laughs> like, oh, um, so you you've tried this one? Before. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, I've, I've had it a few times, um, and it is strong. It it is stronger than it implies when you uh, and yes. it's very drinkable. I think that has a lot to do with it. You you will put it down faster than you would another eight point five percent beer. Mm -hmm. Um. And uh, by the time you put down, like, two or three glasses of it, you're going to be sleepy. Yeah, this is the second full glass I've poured of it. And I can I can tell you, like, I can feel – I always call it the warm yeah. before the drunk. Like, that warmness that gets in your head. Like, I'm like, ooh, I already got that going. I'm like, so this is going to hit me – it's going to hit me pretty good. So, yeah, I, I like the beer. I will say as uh, – Unless I'm just pounding back easy beers, like for a drinkable beer, this is pretty good. Yep. But yeah, for the price point, it'll be special occasions. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely it's definitely worth uh, like in my opinion. Yeah, other people will will dispute me on this. It's definitely worth it for once in a while around Christmas, mm -hmm. special occasions. Mm -hmm. Definitely give it a give it a spin. If you see it, pick it up. Yeah, Chim's like I could get. Two cases of Keystone for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel a lot of times. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I'll go, and I won't look at the price until I'm at the register for a lot of the, uh, like when I go shopping for craft beers, and 
I'll get there and I won't look at the price. And then they tell me the price. and I almost have a heart attack. I'm like, okay, put this, put some of this away. <laughs> like, oh dude, this weekend. So we went up to, uh, the camp Nobis, Nobi Bosco where they film Friday the 13th for crystal Lake. And on the way I wanted to bring a beer. I was like, maybe I'll sneak one in and be able to get like a cool picture or something. There was no beer that like, I was like, ah, none of these are really doing it. There was this one called the Wendigo and it was a normal 12 ounce bottle of beer. I grabbed it, looked awesome, had like a wax seal on top, and then I looked at the price, and it was $64. Oh. I said, get the fuck wow. out. I was like, no. I was, like, usually those higher price beers are going to be in the big bottles or like in a box. This was just like right next to like a friggin' like Blue Moon. I was like, what the fuck? $64 for one 12-ounce bottle. I was like, Was it nah. like especially like high high percentage or it was a high it was like maybe in the tens but still like i said for that price yeah I, no that's crazy so I, that that got, now has me on like a little i need to like reach around and be like who has ever tried this is it any good yeah you know like because i'm not willing to drop 64 bucks on that Jim, maybe if me and you split it, we take sippy cups. We'll we'll split it. We'll dip into the Patreon funds for that. We're doing it for the show. That's the lie we can say. Mm -hmm. But, John, so we know, obviously, you do like beer, but the question is, uh, do you play any games? I love video games. My issue is I don't have a whole lot of time for them. I'm a dad. Mm -hmm. I work two jobs, and now with this kind of also becoming – like uh, eating up a lot of my time. Um, so it's hard for me to find a minute to just like jump into some Elden Ring, which I loved. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, I, whenever something good, really, really good comes along or something that I really, really like, like uh, any of the Bethesda games, and I know people will yep. talk shit about that company all day, but it's they make fun games for me. Um, but, yeah, I... Uh, Recently, I've been neglecting the video games. Okay. Well, what was the last... Was Elden Ring then, like, the last big one you've yeah, played? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And yeah, I didn't Jim. beat it. I got... I got... <laughs> <laughs> like, it's too hard. I'm I'm really bad at games, too. No, I mean... Actually, we, Brian and I are in the same boat as you. We're both dads, full-time jobs, all that shit. And it's just like... Mm-hmm. And running our pages, it's like, all right, we have the games we have to play for the page, and then... We have yeah. to do the stuff that we're doing for this, and it's like the sit-down casual time. It's like, when do I sneak this in? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What about you, Jambers? Uh, what have you done this past week? Haven't done a lot. Uh, what do you call it? I've had a very busy week and with the wife's birthday coming up and all that stuff, so, you know, taking her out to spots. So I have been able to sneak in more time with Metroid Dread, though. So I'm like four and a half hours into it. I think I'm starting to like it more the further in I get. But even though it's still like what I said last week, it doesn't reinvent the Metroid wheel. It's like a weird like in between as far as like linear and you know, because Fusion was super linear and you know Super Metroid's very exploratory. It's like a nice in between there. So, mm. but so far it's fun. Like I wish they added more to it than just like the Emmy robots at least at this point. But like it does a good job of like balancing how it makes you explore stuff. Even though sometimes it's like okay, you have to go here right now. There's nowhere else you can go. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. I uh, I actually did get time to play video games once this week, and I played WWE 2K22. How are you my, liking that? Ooh. I'm hearing good things. Uh, compared to WWE 2K20, 
it, uh, which was a, a fucking trash heap, <laughs> dumpster fire. Like uh, the fact that I, I, you know, I've put any money towards this game is a, is like really, you know, taking a chance on yeah. this company mm-hmm. uh, ever putting out another product again. But it's okay. It's good. I. It, it's not a bad game. It it doesn't do what it. It's just something's missing in that game. It's like it doesn't. Like, you don't feel like you're winning a match or you don't feel like you're struggling when you're underneath. And it's just, it's like mm. you, the selling is just not there. And it's like you'll have like a mat, you'll have like a, a, like this hour long fucking brawl with somebody. And then you'll just like get up and you'll walk around like you're fine. It's like there's just like something, like there's a couple of animations that they could do that would make it a, a much better experience when, like, in matches. But yeah. I've also only tested out and played, um, like, regular matches. Mm, okay. I haven't done any of the other game modes. Yeah, we've seen, like, I've seen, uh, especially a bunch of our friends and fans, like, they seem to really be, like, saying this is so much better in the past couple games. It is. Um, like, there's been, I guess, some improvements the engines. Now, me, personally, I haven't played... I, I toyed around with like I think sixteen or seventeen, but the last ones I really enjoyed were thirteen and fourteen, and I felt like those were really good games. And then I just completely fell off. After they they jumped to two K, uh, and I think that was two thousand sixteen. Yeah. Uh, they did the like a, the full next gen leap into the I believe Xbox One, yeah. um, at least well Xbox One, PS Five, uh, PS Four. Uh, that was like. They had made it such a, a simulation of a match, but they were just missing, like, the personality. Yeah. And that's what it's always missed. And actually, like, I had a lot of fun with 2K20 when it worked because it would be a buggy disaster. And, <laughs> like, you, it would be funny. Like, this is very dry. It's, like, miss it, like almost missing that element of, like, jank. Yeah. You know? It's, like, almost a little too polished to a point yeah. where... You- yeah, one of the games Jim and I and, and a couple friends of ours years ago, I still said one of the best times we had was playing PUBG for the buggy mess that it was because you'd spawn into the map into a couch and you're like, yeah. what the fuck is this? Or no buildings would show up. Or, or hey, this shot is not registered. Like, some of that goofiness, yeah, gives it a little bit of flavor and charm. <laughs> that's why I love. That's why I love the Fallout franchise, uh, like Absolutely. under Bethesda. It's yep. just it's it doesn't work all the time, and it's and sometimes the results are awesome. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like like quite getting hit by something <coughs> and just rocketing away. Yeah, like, what the fuck? And, and yeah. you just you're not even mad. You're just like, okay, that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> then your game crashes, and then you get a little mad. Oh, and you're yeah. like, all right, fine, I'll restart it. Yeah. <laughs> I almost have to, like, thank Bethesda, because, like, back in, like, the early 2010s, like, Brian and I were both going through, like, the achievement horror phase. We are like, all right, play a game, try and get all the achievements, all that bullshit. And then you play, like, Fallout New Vegas or Skyrim or something, and you spend, like, four hours on a quest and a specific thing to get an achievement, and you do it, and it says, oh, you did it, but then it glitches out and doesn't give you the achievement. And you go, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> and it's like you'd have to restart the entire goddamn game and i'm like i'm not doing that and eventually i just kind of gave up on it which is probably for the best yeah not jim and i've been bethesda apologists though i mean we we said for many times like that we love i they haven't made a mess in my book so no. i i enjoy all their shit 
Yeah, but Jim, to your point, um, I've I finally managed, and I say finally, both uh, it's a bittersweet finally. I finished Witcher Three, which was an amazing game. It was really good. It's one of those deals where I was so happy to be done, and then I got done. And I said, "Oh damn, I'm done." Like it was, it was both like I don't know how many hours I put in. I know I can look at it, but especially because we're doing the level fifty club, I'm like, "All right, I got to get on other games." But damn, that was such a good, good, good game. Uh, but that- it, but yeah, like it's perfect because I just finished that, and then when did I text you, Jim? Two days ago or three days ago? Oh, about Evil Dead. Yeah, I bought the new Evil Dead. Because it, it was 40 bucks a physical copy. I was like, all right, not full-price game. I, I will say it was funny because the dude at GameStop was like, just a warning, uh, apparently the servers still aren't up yet. I was like, of course. Oh, good. Any fucking new multiplayer game, God forbid. But, yeah, I started playing that. I am probably only put an hour or two into it. it I really like it. I think... Uh, the amount of fan service it does, but you can't just be a fan of the original Evil Dead. Like you got to really span all the movies and even the show to like get everything. Mm. But I love how much like there. It's a deep system they put in there, and they didn't just half-ass an experience and just slap Evil Dead and say, "Here's the game." It's not perfect, but it's it's pretty damn fun. Now, granted, the people I play with. Is there a campaign for that? So it's not a campaign. There are missions. There's like a main mission tree. So like it literally starts with the first movie and like you got to find whatever her name. Uh, what's his girlfriend's name in the first movie? Linda or Cheryl? I forget. I forget. Yeah, but like you basically have to like go get her head, bring it back to a shed. And along the way, like you'll go through like you, you have to like find pieces and like you fight the deadites and some of the boss ones but all the like does it get into uh army of darkness it does so it it does evil dead evil dead 2 army of darkness and then like i said the show so the main crux of the game is you know players versus players and somebody controls uh either the deadites uh the armies from army of darkness or the demons from the show and then the characters are broken down into classes but it's basically ash from every version of those and then supporting characters. So you get, like, from Army of Darkness, Eric the Red and the other nice. knight dude that he's fighting with. Um, from the first movie, you get, like, Scotty and Cheryl. And then, like, the second movie, you get the other two, like, random humans. Of course, I've only played as Ash because why else are you going to play an Evil Dead game? Well, of course. But, no, it, it it is fun. And I love those asymmetrical one versus four style Um so yeah, that's really all I've had time to play so far this week. Now, did someone and, uh, get? Oops, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. Uh, the last question that I had for you, Brian, was: yeah. um, Did you play the expansion for Witcher? So here's the deal. That's where I have both expansions. Uh, was it Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine? Yeah. Um. So I got the version of Witcher that's like the game of the year or whatever, where it has yeah. it all. I beat the game and I was like, you know what? I just got to take a breather. I'm going to come back because I have those like those quests tracked. I be- I did every single Witcher contract already in the game except for the expansions. So I want to go back and do those really bad. Definitely like, do 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 them. They're fucking yeah. – the expansions are just as good as the game. Like oh, both shit, of them nice. combined, it's just as good as the, the base game. Now, how the base long... game was my favorite game I've ever played. Yeah, and that's – dude, and like you said, I don't want to do spoilers. But, yeah, that ending, I'm like, 
I was like, yeah. I was like, you emotional motherfucker. <laughs> but yeah, now that that game, it was it was a game that I've talked about for you know because you can easily do a hundred hours just on oh, side yeah. quest mission. So I don't know what how much time I did, but I know I did every side quest that didn't involve like playing Gwent and doing the horse races. Because yeah. at some point I kind of got tired of doing those. I was like, I suck at the card game. And it, I was, like, spending too much time at it. So I was like, I just want to kill monsters. And the horse racing I didn't get. I, like, I was, ne- I was never good at the horse racing either. No. Yeah, that shit was annoying. But, like, I like that it's there because it's just, it's like any open world. Like, you know, I, I can dive into this. I made the mistake at, like, level 25 trying to start one of the expansions. And it's like, you should be level 34. I was like, yeah, huh, I'm pretty good at combat now. I got my ass whooped by a regular, like, low-level bandit at that level. And I was like, yeah. All right, never mind. This sucks. <laughs> so yeah, I I for sure will go back and play those as well. But yeah, like I said, the the thing is, Jim and I have said um, we're doing this level fifty club. We want to see how many games can we beat in a year. I put the arbitrary number. I was like fifty sounds good because if that you count like a lot. So here's the deal. That's where I was like, ah, yep. is it a lot or is it a little? If you do like Jim. Or, you know, Jim is doing a backlog of a lot of, like, Game Boy games, which you can beat, like, half an hour. You're like, okay, now you can rack them up. Or even games you've already played and just beat this year. We have some people on this list, and I got to shout them out, who are already who already beat 50 games and they're up to 70 games. Holy now, shit. Now, that's, I, 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 you know, I wish I could have that time to do that. That's impressive to a crazy degree. But we have... Uh, somebody else actually, uh, Big Head Paul. Yeah, Big Head Paul. Yeah, he he already hit fifty again. So like, I'm in like third place with like thirty games. And the only reason I'm at thirty games is because there's a lot of these uh, this indie developer I play. But I, you know, I do want to say the ones that are killing it the most on our list, aside from the top two, I'll say, are all of our patrons. And Jim, I know you you put it out there, so. What questions we got this week? Yes, patreon.com slash drink a beer and play a game, where for as little as two bucks a month, you can ask a question and we'll answer on each and every single episode of the Power Hour podcast. And please get those questions in, especially all you guys that keep raising your tears. Get them in. Yep, you can get them in for the bonus episodes and get us your game review request and all the good shit. So first up from Travis Lee, if you could choose which post-apocalyptic video game setting would you live in? What faction would you be? How long would you survive? I would not survive at all. <laughs> I'm a realist. John, we'll let you go first if you have an answer to that. Um, the Institute. They look the most <laughs> nice. comfortable. Nice. They look the most comfortable. They got the best food. Yeah. They got gorillas and shit. They got a whole zoo down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're set up. They're set up pretty damn well. And it's and funny... If I'm just going for comfort, that's in a post-apocalyptic world. That's where I'm going. It, dude, it's funny. I as soon as they said it, I was like, "Oh, I'm thinking Fallout," and I'm glad you went Fallout too. And then I started thinking of factions. I'm like, "Well, the Brotherhood of Steel. I feel like you'd basically be going around in Iron Man armor if you get up to that level." I was like, "But that's a sucky. Like, it's basically as hardcore military as it gets." Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I definitely think fall because if I think post apocalyptic, my mind goes automatically to Fallout. So yeah. yeah. And in that case, it's like, 
yeah, do you want to be in the Brotherhood of Steel or, uh, you know, well, the vault. It depends which vault you come from because some of them, that would really suck. <laughs> the uh, Brotherhood of Steel was my first thought. Then I was yeah. like, wait a minute. That sounds difficult. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd probably go there. I up, too. Yeah, but I would still probably go there because if you can unlock Liberty Prime, I want the... A hundred foot friggin' robot on your side, so giant mech suit. Yeah, <laughs> so I'd probably have to go that way. Now, Jim, aside from you wouldn't survive, let's put you in Fallout, Jim. Are you with the? Uh, who are you with? Are you a fiend? Oh God, no one, <laughs> knowing me, I'd probably be turning to some ghoul. At least I'd be skinny for once, but <laughs> I'd, I'd probably be ghoul. Or, or I'll just be some <laughs> low level fucking, you know. Just one of those, one of those guys like camped out, kind of useless. Everyone's going, oh, this fucking guy, <laughs> trying to trying to scrape around where I can. I have no delusions of grandeur. I know what I am. Jim, are you one of the enemies running at me with a pool cue while I have like a laser gun? Yeah, probably. <laughs> He's one of the guys. Like, can you spare a mute fruit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has all the bottles of the Nuka Cola around him. <laughs> It's a great question, Travis, and I liked it better than the shrimp question. <laughs> I don't know, bro. That shrimp question was pretty top notch. <laughs> Thank you, bud. But yeah, either that or like maybe like the Shadowrun universe, I'd be like one of those low level Johnsons that like everyone's like, ah, oh, fuck, I got to deal with this guy working at like some <laughs> shitty bar and stuff like that. But is that post apocalyptic or is that just alternate? It's probably just alternate, like cyberpunky future. So not exactly post apocalyptic. So yeah, I'll be useless and fall out fine. <laughs> Next up from Brian Reese. What are your current go-to original soundtracks? His or Hades and Streets of Rage 4. Ooh. What you got, John? I'm not much of a video game soundtrack guy. I, that Honestly, I don't know why, but it was never something that I even considered that you could do, is like listen to video game music mm. until like very recently, and then I still never did it. So yeah. I have no idea what I would say. Uh, the GTA. Oh, no. Uh I think Watch Dogs had the Lawrence Arms. I'd listen to that. Yes, yeah. I, I, I believe you're right. Um, yeah. I, th I think you're right. I, I, I'm not 100% sure. But, yeah, no, it, Jim and I have said the same. Like, it, I've never really just turned on a sound. Now, granted, we've done videos where we will, like, just listen to soundtracks. But, I mean, the easy go-to, of course, if you're talking just – Original, Streets Rage 2, but then again, as we found out, half the library is not really original. It like, kind of rips off other songs. T turns out most uh, of our favorite songs from our childhood are kind of ripped off from somewhere. And there Sonic, really Super rules, Mario Brothers, walls, they all ripped you know, it off. Street Fighter, everything. Um, so if I'm going original, the only thing I haven't spoiled yet would probably be the Castlevania franchise. Because I think they have some of the best original sounding songs. So, yeah, I'm going with that. That's fine. And I talk about, like, all the retro shit all the time. So I'll try to keep it new. And, like, I could, I could probably sit there and listen to, like, let the Hotline Miami music just play as, like, awesome background noise. Because, like, I always think it's, like, tough with, like, newer games because most of them is, like, really orchestral or just, like, moody and shit like that. And a lot of the music doesn't really, like, stick out to you. But... That's one of those ones where it's like, I think I could put this on and I could still have a good time. Yeah. No, yeah. that is a good soundtrack, and I knew you were going to answer with some goddamn more obscure game. You what? I like Miami's not obscure. I like <laughs> no, no. Miami I know about, so it can't be that obscure. No, no, because Jim's favorite games all reside with 
Star Fox 64, Streets of Rage, all the things we know what he was going to answer, but he's like, I got to say something else. (laughs) What, am I going to say the same thing every single week? God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's what you want, Bri. Jim, be true to yourself. (laughs) You think I'm boring now. I can make this much worse. (laughs) (laughs) Great question, Brian. Yep. And last up from Burn Retinas. Uh, How different do you think in the gaming landscape would be today if the TurboGrafx-16 or Neo Geo achieved the console success of Nintendo or Sega in the early 90s? Hmm. Well, we know Turbo was never going to work. I was making Japan. Yeah, but no one cares. Where are we, Jim? That's a good point. (laughs) No, I mean... If it created more competition, we probably would have get got even better shit out of Nintendo and Sega back in the day. Because I feel like competition drives better quality shit. So, I no kid I knew growing up had a Turbo Graphics. No. One kid I knew had a Neo Geo, and no one liked him because he was a rich kid and he also flaunted it. So f that. Um, yeah, I mean, Neo Geo, if they just didn't have the price point at where they at, they probably would have been more successful and not have fucking carts that were the size of textbooks. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? I have no idea what any of those things are. <laughs> <laughs> Jim has at least... Well, yeah, you have the Turbo. <laughs> I have a Turbo, yeah. Yeah, the Turbo is like a, the third the third console, basically, during the uh, the console wars that no one had. It was a bomb in America. And the Neo Geo was like, it was basically an actual arcade at home. So that's why one single cartridge would be 250 bucks, And that's why no one had it. Yeah. So there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, if they took off, like Brian said, like, look at wrestling. We always say it. Like, it's always better when there's competition. Look what WWE did when WCW wasn't around for all those years. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it came down. I mean, we basically eventually got that with Sony and Sony killed Sega. So probably one of them would have killed Sega because Sega was good at shooting itself in the foot. Yeah, and Xbox came along and eventually offered pretty damn good competition, and I feel like made Sony do a little better. And yep, and Nintendo just continued to be like, eh, we're just for kids." <laughs> oh yeah, Sony got real cocky with the PS2 and the PS3. They're like, "Yeah, they'll pay for you know six hundred bucks and not have any games for three years." Oh, I will say the PS3 did look enviable by the end of the that generation's mm-hmm. run i like i it i ended up going with the the 360 because it just had better games at launch yeah yep. but by the time it was almost over i was like damn i miss god of war oh yeah and you know what sony did eventually win that gen too sony yeah. always fucking wins i mean the thing that the only thing i still i wholeheartedly believe is part of what made the ps3 sell was it was the best performing and one of the cheapest Blu-ray players at the time. Yeah. Like, no, it yeah. sold, I know it sold a lot just for that alone, not even just for games. But, so, I mean, that PS3, between sh- people shit getting hacked the and all the other problems it had. Yeah, like and, me. Yeah. <laughs> and Xbox just, they still, to this day, do a better uh, social aspect of the, yes. their consoles. Like, they hit it. I don't know why everyone doesn't just copy them. Like, do what the fuck they do with their social stuff, and you'll do fine. But everyone else gets cute with it. Yeah, you think just having party chat in general wouldn't be that hard, but no one else wants to do it. So, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. That was a great question, uh, Burn. 
Yep, and that wraps up all the questions for this week. So once again, thank you to everyone out there. Uh, if you're new to the show, please head on over to Patreon. Check out all the tiers. A lot of different tiers, a lot of good stuff out there. And if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please head over to there. Leave us a five-star review. We'll read any five-star review that you leave for us. Anything helps out the show. And for all the current patrons, once again, we truly appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Love you all. Subscribe to their Patreon. <laughs> you demand. <the> <laughs> All right, so the highlight of, <laughs> I'll say, topics, and the only thing we probably can't put in the actual title of the show, there's a particular type of beer made, and it's fascinating. Now, Jim, you put this up here from Pulptastic, and why don't you uh, lead us into what this beer is made with, Jim? Well, Brian, there is going to be, well, apparently there already is, a vagina beer made from a model's vaginal yeast. To hit the shelves, but apparently it's already out there, and from what you were saying, there's already three different types? Yeah, so <laughs> to take what Jim just said and put some context, yes, they use some of the vaginal yeast, and then they replicate it and put it into the brewing process, and the first model was, uh, what's her name, Alexandra, I'm going to murder it, Brend Lovov. So she's a Czech model. Um, they, if you watch the video, first thing I got to say is you'll see as we're talking, I'm going to put the muted version of the video as I'm talking over it. Go watch it because it's the craziest, like they try to make it classy, but it's also trashy as shit. Videos. Right. <laughs> drink, drink, drink the woman's essence, Brian. I don't know what you're That's talking That's what it's about. Like, yeah, it's like, it's like <laughs> did you ever want to drink the essence and the smell of a woman? Well, it's all in a bottle now. It's so fucking crazy. And they said, like, after a rigorous process, we narrowed it down. And she, she like, basically is the perfect woman for this first bottle. Yeah, yeah. Um, you tested all three yeah. and a half billion of them? It yeah. sounds... It's so fucking crazy. But here's I... the thing. Jim pointed out, apparently, if you go on their website, and I'll say, if you're at work, don't go on their website, because I clicked on it, and... It's yoni.beer slash, or yeah, it's yoni.beer. So easy um, to find. It is straight up, like, it basically almost looks like a porn site because it's all about, it's all these naked women, and then every so often it says, oh, beer. Um, they have three different models now, apparently, so I'm assuming that's three different strands for their beers. Um, before we dive into... The legit craziness. Essence beer. Essence, Brian. Jim and John, what do you guys, what style of beer do you think this is? Uh, <laughs> I want to say, uh, uh, what's that? Um, it's not Saranac. Well, there is Saranac in New York. Yeah, that's a, but that's a uh, brewery. There's that's like a brewery, a, yep. There, what? Rattle off some names of styles of beer for me, really quick. Uh, Porters, so Stouts, uh, Lagers, Pilsners, Weiss Beers, Hefeweizens. It's a Hefeweizen. There you go. Okay, Chambers, what is your guess? Oh, what, what, what would, uh, an ale? Like maybe an English style ale? No, the vagina yeast beer is a sour. <laughs> Why would you do that? 
And as soon as I saw that, I said, I thought the same. I was like, really? I was like, of all the fucking <laughs> that's insulting. sour. I was like, what the? F-? Yeah. Um, the website literally at one point says, feel her smell. And then they give you a sour. A sour. So, yeah, I, I'm like, if I was that model, I don't know what she got paid. Honestly, I tried diving deep and getting as much info. The, this, the, the brewery is called the Order of Yoni. And basically, they started as a, I'm going to call it a Kickstarter. It's one of those, like, crowdfunded things. Yeah. They hit their goal. Apparently, they've released it. Because if you go on Untapped, they have uh, 56 people checked it in, 36 reviewed it. Now, out of five stars, what do you think the current rating of this beer is? John, you go first. <laughs> and it's okay. called Bottled Instinct. I should mention that. Okay, so this is cl- clearly marketed to perverts, and perverts, if it's bad, it's almost better. So I'm going to say it has a five-star rating. Unless okay. there was like some sort of shipping issue, in which point it'll be 4.5. Okay. Yeah, you can't Neighbors. make a perv wait. They are impatient. Yeah. They are impatient people. Uh, you know what? Just knowing just the culture of Untapped, even even a pervy guy, I think, would still put his boner for beer above his boner for just you know any kind of woman. So I'll still go two point five. Okay, that's it's a actually, terrible rating. Yeah, I know. It is I'm, I'm assuming it's not good. And it's a two point nine. <laughs> average right now yeah so unfortunately because half of it's in polish and there's not like even though i'm on google i'm trying to translate as we talk um it's it seems to be getting slammed and it's funny because you see the guys holding up the bottle it's 6.1 percent but these guys seem to be slamming it and yeah um i wonder if that's the wrong market I wonder if like the beer guy isn't the guy that you want to try to sell this beer to. Like this, the ad should be on like porn sites and like OnlyFans. It should. Well, oh my god. Well, the, the whole shit with like uh, the bathwater, Belle the Delphine. Bath, yeah, that uh-huh. should like if 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 the if those creators and they did a beer. Oh my god, they would sell it like hotcakes and they would get rated like crazy. I should have gone into marketing because I can <laughs> I, I know these people are doing the wrong thing by trying to sell this beer to beer drinkers. Beer drinkers yeah. don't like gimmicks. They nope. like nope. good products. But perverts love gimmicks and they don't give a shit if the product is good or not. Mm-hmm. I also tried to find what's the cost of this. Now granted, because it's in Czech and uh, I think it can get as far as like Poland. Um now there you can buy it for like six dollars a bottle apparently, which seems really cheap because it's we're talking big boy bottles. Um, but yeah, I haven't been able to find much else, and it was first made in July of twenty eight or July twenty eighth last year. Now can you so, get this in America? That uh, we're gonna the try. information of like can you buy it here? Well, okay, so that gets me to my question. Would you legit want to drink this? Because, Jim, you and I have talked about this. Um, John, I don't know. Do you drink a lot of Dogfish Head? Yeah. Where you're at? Okay. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you ever watched. There was like a documentary. I think it was called like Brew something on Brood Guys or something on Netflix. Nah, Bre- Brewmasters. Um, the guy, Sam, he's fanatical about beer. And one of his beers, it was a ancient, I don't want to call it, say, Aztec, but it was like an ancient... Um, you know, beer recipe that required you to 
literally chew corn and spit it into it because your saliva broke down the enzymes. So he had his workers literally do that, like replicate a 3,000-year-old beer recipe to the T. So they were literally chewing up corn, spitting it into the mash, and brewing it. I didn't want to drink that, even though I know it gets boiled and everything. Would you really want to drink this is my question. Like, is there any, like, so curiosity? I'm super adventurous when it comes to when, when it comes to most things. Uh, like the the chewed up like three thousand year old recipe that would be something that I like I probably wouldn't even like like stutter step at I, like I would go full bore let me try it just get it yeah you know but and then also the content creator in me is like the pussy beer is is hilarious exactly <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> if it wasn't for this site I I'll yeah. be honest I would never consider it Absolutely. only because of our site I'm like of course I would. Like, want to get it now. But, like, I would also, there'd be a part of me, I'm like, it's kind of disgusting. Right, but it feels, it feels time, like we have to. Of of course. But we that definitely doesn't have to. Fuck, Jim, we drank corn soda, and that was god-awful. I guarantee corn soda, it, it was that bad? The, like, the, those gimmick flavor sodas, yeah. the corn one was Some really of them were okay. Some of them were so, okay. The corn one, for some fucking reason. You know what it was? The perfect way to describe it, if you've ever if you've ever boiled uh, like heads of corn and you had that smell of like corn water, that's what it tasted like. It tasted like boiled corn as you drank it. That's the best way I'm going to describe it. Yeah, it wasn't drink, like drinking sweet. the smell of corn water. It was terrible. Like, it, and it was Worse so than pungent. Like the ranch, dude. So here's what we thought. We yeah, thought the uh -huh. ranch was going to be disgusting. We tried the ranch. It was the most subtle of like so we got one of those packs. Um, I forget the name. It's on Amazon. Like you can get like six different crazy yeah. or was it ten, Jim? Do you remember? I think we got it, like eight, eight to ten, something like that. Yeah, yeah. But it was like ranch. I was like, this is gonna be disgusting because it looks like murky water. And yeah, like this is gonna be disgusting. And you drink it, and it's actually like surprisingly sugary. And now they're all sodas, so they're all sugary. But yeah. like. It was very subtle. Uh, the worst ones were by far corn and I'm trying to think. Like like the buffalo. The, the buffalo wings sucked. Uh, buffalo wings sucked. Peanut butter and jelly wasn't bad because it was just sugar. Yeah. That sounds like it would be good. Like yeah. Pleasant. But like ranch, I was like, I was waiting for the ranch to be terrible. I was like, oh, that's not bad. We and did corn, that first because we were like, all right, let's just get the worst one out of the way. Yeah. So it may be like, but when we got the corn. But the buffalo one wasn't good either. I it, can it, imagine that one being very strange. It was that's what it is. Yeah. It was just like, what am I drinking? Like you were just like, mm, something's off. But like a lot of them were like more sweet, weird flavors. The corn, I was like, oh, it's sweet corn. That'll be kind of sweet, but then it just tasted like corn water. So yeah, that threw okay, threw that us off does completely. Sound gross. Yeah. You put it like <laughs> corn corn water. I'm like, oh okay, well. Yeah, because it wasn't that sweet, and it was also just like. Because like yeah. I, I'm when I whenever I saw that I I, I imagined this it, it probably tastes like Frosted Flakes. Yeah, I could see yeah, that, but yeah, no, this yeah, you, it makes you want Frosted Flakes. I'll tell you that. But <laughs> but to you your point, John, else. like like the dogfish head. Now I know it's not like people chewing in this shit and they're gonna. If you never told me and gave me it and I drank it, it yeah. wouldn't bother me after the fact. It's thinking about somebody doing that but this is a s similar situation especially because it's a sour i still think that's fucking hilarious right. but i'm gonna drink it and i'm like 
okay. It, it's like the gimmick of it. Um, it and seeing what it gets rated on Untapped, I'm like, it's probably not even that good. So it's like, if I end up paying some crazy amount for it, you also go like, why am I paying this much for this? This is ridiculous. For the you thumbnail, know? Brian. For the thumbnail. <laughs> for the thumbnail. <laughs> now, at least the women are good looking. You know, since it's made in Czech, if you had this company doing it in America, God only knows what they would throw on there. What are you trying to say, Jim? I'm just saying there would be a lot of body positivity, I'm sure, thrown into the mix. <laughs> that would make it way less appetizing. <laughs> Jim, now that we have Jim's Krusty Corner, we're going to make Jim's Krusty Beer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Jim, what if it was a bestseller? Would you be horrified or delighted? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> So, yeah, I ha the link is below. I, I don't know what else to say. I feel like I've seen um, a Jim. I know you're not really a fan of him, but uh, one of the Tosh .0s, like made like a, a skit about like turning women's sweat into like a perfume. I think he called it Swunt. And, <laughs> and I was like, that's ridiculous. And that's what I thought of as soon as I saw this. I was like. Who I also wonder, like the model who agreed to this, what kind of kickback does she get? Like a just flat rate, or is it like a per bottle purchase? Probably, I would imagine it had to be some sort of flat rate. Like, do they have to just, keep going back to the well for more yeast too? Is it, I mean, that's that's that is a question. Is like, what if they blow for different? Up? Yeah, the, different. The logistics uh, are mind boggling, really. Yeah. <laughs> well, you said that they were able to replicate the yeast, right? That's they what, were able to, like, this get... is what didn't make sense. Like, if you watch the video, it's literally like someone made a, like, infographics video, and they're like, they show the, they show <laughs> the, the woman's yeast, which is basically her essence, which is, it, it's a, it's a water drop with a woman in lingerie in the middle of the water drop, and they show it going into, like, a, like, a fucking beaker and then all of a sudden it like replicates into like hundreds of them they're like after we heat it it like breaks it i'm like i don't know what the fuck this is saying now. Well, probably just got the the yeast to to multiply that's you know, like, and that's that... basically what they did yeah but it's like yeah like after that initial batch though i forget they did have numbers on there of how many initial like the initial batch was um but as I said, so if the, you go on her website, the lower the number, the closer you are to her snack. To, to, to the <laughs> essence. <laughs> oh, the, we do our order, boys. We got thirteen. Holy shit! I just yeah, it it's so creepy when you watch a video and they say taste her smell. I'm like, that's awful. Like, well, at first I, at first like I didn't watch that's... the video. At first I didn't watch the video, and you're like, watch the video, and I immediately click on. I'm like, why is it three minutes? <laughs> Jimmy, that just keeps going. That's too long. Yeah. Jim, you're not going to make too long. You can't make a beer with vaginal yeast and not make a three minute video. Come on, Jim. All right, for all right, just no one tell Lizzo that this exists because you know she'll make her own. <laughs> she I'll made, buy that one. <laughs> she, she made the Popeye. That sandwich, one's the Jim. funny one. That's the funny. That's the funny pussy beer. The yeah. Lizzo pussy beer. You know what? That would probably be the best tasting one too. Damn it, Jim. Like you, know, you know there's no kale in that diet, so you're not going to be getting any of that. God damn. Yeah, but. If you guys want to dive deep, I, I said the links below, and I'm going to put some of these other links I found. Good luck if you can find it, and Jim, if you can find yeah, it. Yeah, don't do it at work, guys. Don't. Do it yeah, definitely do don't it. go on the site because I said they're uh, 
They're not safe for work, so just be careful. Do it at work. <laughs> have a conversation with your boss. It'll and, be fun. And, <laughs> and then you're going to have to hire John, and he's going to have to deliver some bad news. <laughs> bad news. You uh, looked at that pussy beer. and uh... <laughs> So, yeah, that was that was one of my favorite beer topics in a while, Jim. Good pull. <laughs> I'm glad that this is the episode that I'm on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, John, I know you said earlier before we got on, um, I don't know if you follow any of shit. Like, we talked about PlayStation, Xbox not getting their shit together. I don't know if you saw PlayStation is now finally confirmed, like, hey, we're going to PlayStation Plus, pissing some people off because they have, like, two different subscription services now. Three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that PlayStation had any subscription services. I thought that was just Xbox, yeah. which I think the Xbox one is uh, like honestly, for the money, it's amazing, crazy good. Especially mm-hmm. since they've acquired Bethesda and all this yeah. Activision, and they've already now said like future Bethesda games may be only first party to Xbox. It's yeah, the quality. No one debates like that is the best. So PlayStation is kind of trying to compete with that. So they have their. PlayStation Plus currently, which is, that's their online service, and every month you get, like, two free games. Then they have PlayStation Now, which is equivalent to Xbox Game Pass, except a huge majority of them are only games you can stream, you can't actually download. But the nice part about that is, there's PS3 and PS2 games on there, so you can kind of mix it up. Here's my question. Why wouldn't a company like Sony go, okay, we know that we're behind on this, we're going to do a deal that's going to destroy that one. That's like what just make it a trying to do. That's what they they're are. trying, but they're failing miserably at it. Because they don't understand like consumers at all. No. They they feel <clears throat> and I don't know why they feel it, that PlayStation fans love physical. They don't like streaming, and that it's a it's a market that only waters down the product. Which is kind of goes to like the the article we have here is coming from PlayStation themselves. Xbox, uh, for all their faults, they release day one games, like exclusive games on those services, which we said makes the service a no-brainer. Like, you got to get it. Yeah. PlayStation is basically saying, like, well, we'll never do that because that, that could deteriorate the quality of the games if we launch them day one with others because basically we'd have to, like, pay less for it. Well, they, they're basically saying that they would put less money into it because they would get less, like, actual sales instead of... It's basically, you know, do they want to be a game seller or do they want to be a service, basically, at this point? Yeah. And they still want to be a seller. So, you know, I think that's where they miss... They, they're missing the boat where, you know, hey, they have... Whoever you think has the best exclusives, it doesn't matter. You can't deny Xbox has the best service. PlayStation, they released a pricing for this new subscription, and it's kind of crazy because you're not getting half as much as you're getting. Like, the only thing they said is, well, we'll start making companies give us demos. So you have demos of games. Everyone's like, I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> Why wouldn't you just say, we're not doing this at all? If that's your philosophy, just go, no, we're not doing this at all. We don't want to water down our product. We're, sta- we're, we're standing true. At least that would be like a statement. This seems like it's just, like, wishy-washy, like, half-in, like, uh, 
trying to compete with something that they can't compete with or are unwilling to compete with. Not that they can't. They probably could. They could, yeah. yeah. They're a big fucking company. Mm-hmm. And also, like, they fucking dominated the last generation. Like, the PS4 sold over 100-some million units, and the Xbox One sold, like, I don't know, 50? Like, they at least doubled the numbers. So they really don't have to compete with something that wasn't beating them in the first place. Maybe it shows they're scared of it, but it's just a weird thing. Like John said, to be like, yeah, we're still going to do what we're doing, but also we're kind of going to go against this. Like, what? My only guess is because of the pressure of Xbox snatching up Bethesda, Activision, they're like trying to be like, our our first party shit's still relevant because they know there is a, a large probability in two years you're not going to be able to get Bethesda and Activision on PlayStation. So they got, they're they trying to probably lock into some market, um, which is part of the reason, regardless of how many consoles Xbox sold, their service is selling like fucking hotcakes, and it's available yeah. on PC too. And that's the, the part that like PlayStation is a king of, yeah, the, they sell the best console and game. Cool. Because, like, I mean, I have a gaming laptop. And it is the fastest thing I have ever owned in my entire life. It blows my Xbox out of the water. I am now like pretty much moving like moving anything that I have. Like it's, I'm not buying games for Xbox anymore. I'm buying mm-hmm. them for PC. Yep. I don't see a point in ever owning a console ever again. Yeah. I Which would rather. Sense. Yeah, I would rather grab myself a, a like a better. My, like a better actual PC, like a like a some sort of like desktop thing, mm-hmm. and go from there. It's easier to use in my in in my opinion. And I know a lot of people will be like, "Oh, the settings and shit," but it's like, no, it's it's right. Like I'm sitting at it every day to do stuff anyway. I will play more yeah. because of that. I don't turn my TV on most days, you know. Like and then to like have to go find my controller and then you know like it's kind of like an ordeal like switch over the the auxiliary port to the xbox you know it's it's like a multiple step process i'm on my laptop i have the icon right there i click it boom elden ring boots up and it runs better than it for me runs better than it would on my my old xbox yeah no and and to your point microsoft i think that's what jim was getting at like microsoft has already kind of realized we're probably just going to be a streaming service at some point. Like at some point they will stop making consoles and they'll be like, yeah, we'll just stream the PCs, which they already do. They've been trying to work out the deal forever. I feel like with switch to get Xbox game pass on the switch. I think that died. We haven't heard an update. It's died, but I I, I just saw an article that's like, they're still trying (laughs) to talk about it. Now Nintendo is so ass backwards. There's that stream thing. Uh, The Steam Steam uh, handheld. Steam Deck, yep. Yep. Which if they could get on there, which I believe they are. You can can mod it to get it on there, which is nice. Yeah. Um, But yeah, even Xbox on your like regular phone. You can hook up something and get so Xbox is, has the most like adaptability to just get on any device you have anywhere at any time, and they have the best games. So they're like not worried about hardware. PlayStation worries about hardware because they have the best hardware, and I get it. Nintendo's always like we'll just always rely on first party titles that kids will buy forever, and they don't care about competing with current markets. But 
it, it's kind of weird. Um, you know, this whole idea, they don't, I'm not shocked that PlayStation will probably never release shit day one because that's just not their market. And like you said, I'm almost of the opinion, just don't pretend. Say it straight out. We're not trying to compete with Xbox. We're going to do our thing. They're doing their thing. That's how it is. Yeah. And they'll lose because people want ease of access more than anything. Yeah. As more and more people go to PCs, laptops, even phones, eventually there will come a day I don't think I really like it, but at some point, yeah, consoles are going to kind of be a dead thing. Like, yeah. the only reason yep. Switch competes at all is just because it's convenient. It's a thing you play when you take a shit. Like, it's easy to take with you. You play it on train or whatever. You're not playing it because of its specs. It's just like, I, I could just play this on the go. So, Which yeah. is fun. It's, it, you know, yep. handheld things, I think, will constantly, until they figure out... Until Nintendo figures out that they can run their shit on on modern day hardware, as far as cell phones go, like yeah. they'll, you know, they'll continue putting out yeah. handheld products. And if by some, <clears throat> if by some miracle PlayStation or Xbox ever fully is able to convert all their shit to handheld stuff, that's the only. Way, but you know, the specs you would require that people care about, Nintendo's got down packed with their shit and the type yeah. of games they make are so simple that, yeah, it doesn't matter. So, yeah, Chambers, what do you think? No, I mean, you guys basically covered it all already. I mean, like, the uh, PlayStation actually announced today, I didn't throw an article in here because whatever, um, but, like, Ubisoft Plus, like, Ubisoft is doing their own streaming thing, mm -hmm. and apparently Ubisoft Plus is going to be exclusive to, like, PlayStation Plus, but Ubisoft is also, like, you know, throwing games on the Game Pass anyway. So it's like, all right, this is kind of a cool announcement, but does it really matter that much if you can also still get games over here? I don't get it. And then, like, they also put out a list of, like, all the games they're throwing on there for these new PlayStation Plus tiers. And, like, it's a really long list, so it's no, no point in going through that. But yeah. it's like, yeah, the games look pretty cool, and it's cool that you can, you know, go through the PS2 and the PS3 games through streaming. But as much as, like, a guy who, like, who's so into retro like me and goes back to old stuff all the time, like, even I got to admit, like, for the most part, the people they're trying to sell this shit to, they don't really care. They're, not, they're barely going to scratch the old shit. Hell, even I barely touch, the, like, the NES online on the Switch because it's like, well, I have an NES. If I want to play it, I'll just play it on there, that kind of deal, so. Yeah. Yeah, it, it seems like, yeah, it's basically like you guys said. Like, I, like PlayStation doesn't have to try and compete this way. Like they've already been winning, they always win. Like why reinvent the wheel? But I don't know. Yeah. It also, it also sounds like they're like they're li like listening to a very loud minority that is like I still want to have physical, uh, you know, products. Everybody plays video games, even yeah. if you like like I'm somebody who wouldn't consider myself somebody who plays video games. I play video games. I own video games. I'm not in any forums for video games. I don't publicly talk about video games. I'm not, you know, like I'm not reviewing them. Um, but like every everybody I know, even people that I didn't think would, plays video games. Uh, it's a casual market. You know, like people play casually. It's fun to just toss on a, a game. And if you make it easy, like Xbox has done, to just sit down on my couch, play a video game, you're going to win. And I think uh, Sony is like kind of catering to um, people that 
are loudly exclaiming that they want certain things, but it won't end end up being profitable in the long end. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, time will tell, but, but once again, that was an article I looked at and I said, not shocked. It's PlayStation being PlayStation. It'd be like Nintendo charging their fans for Super Mario Bros. for the 20th time. Of course it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. And I mean, it's it, it almost feels like, like we talked about earlier, like the PlayStation 3 again, where it's like they had so much success with the 4 that they're in the 5 right now, and it doesn't help that it's, you know, chip shortages and no one can get the fucking 5. So they're kind of like being like, okay, what else can we throw at people to try and, you know, hold them over until they just start buying all the consoles once they can? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. So, weird time. Weird time. We'll, we'll follow it, but phew. speaking of weird times and John... I don't know if you if you even. I'm seen gonna assume this. he knows nothing about. No, no, no. This. But if you've ever seen this name, you've probably saw some crazy shit. And it's more the beginning of this year, last year. Um, Wada, which basically is more or less uh, a game grading system for for games. So if you've ever seen a picture of a game in a case and it has like a 8.1, 9.1, some shit above it, kind of like old trading cards. That's what WADA does. They grade, like, sealed games and say this is... For, like, trading purposes. Like, uh, like, sell it, like, like Pokemon cards. Exactly. Yep. Just like okay. that. Yep. Yeah, and, okay. and they do it for more I than just games. the concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do it for more than just games, but we're, you know, obviously focusing on the games here. Yeah. But, but basically, uh, last year... Was it last year or beginning of this year? Uh, summer, summer last year, it got a ton of attention because, like... Super Mario 64 sold for 1.5 million and it's because it was graded at a certain level. Now, uh, after a bunch of leaks and shit, it kind of came out that there's probably a bunch of market manipulation because the holding company that was also bidding on it bought it for that price to drive prices up and it, it sent everyone in a tizzy. It's like with like crypto shit. Everyone's like my games are worth this much? Like, holy shit. Like, and everyone, it it sent everyone fucking crazy. So basically there's a class action suit that's being brought against WADA um, that is alleging, like, hey, you were manipulating the market because that was the most extreme case. But there was plenty of other games sold for a million, 800K that they're just like basic ass games that you're like, why would anyone buy this for this much? So, yeah, I mean, Jim, I, I don't know if you read more into it, but, like, what was your take with that shit? Yeah, so the lawsuit focuses on that allegation, like you said, about, like, market manipulation. And also, it's really honing in on the fact that they still, like, on their website, if you go there, they're like, oh, you know, send us a game, we'll send it back to you in a couple weeks, you know, with the grading. Ah, uh-uh, you're lucky if you get that back in a year at this point, because everyone's sending, like, bull rushing them, and they're not updating their thing. So... It's manipulation, lying to the public, and all kinds of stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, it's like you said. Like, there's no reason that a game like Super Mario 64, which sold a gashmillion copies, like, even if you have a sealed copy, there's no reason anyone would pay a million dollars for it because you could just get it anywhere. Even even sealed, even graded from someone else, maybe, if someone else does it. Like, you was could it still co- get it for a fraction of that. Was it coated in the vagina, uh, the vaginal yeast of a Chech model? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep they, they 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 use a Q-tip to go right <laughs> along the board. <laughs> they were ahead of the curve on that one. Geniuses. But yeah, so yeah, apparently, uh, California, they a bunch of people got together and they're like, "No, fuck this, this is bullshit." And 
they're bringing it against them. And I mean, Watt has been like the bane of like the collector, like the game collector thing for years now, because they're always just like, oh, they're just bullshitting all these numbers. And I mean, it's kind of worked because there's no reason, like between COVID and Wada, there's no reason that say Michael Jackson's Moonwalker and Sega Genesis, that's a two hundred dollar game now, like not even sealed, just like opened up. Super, you know, somewhat commonish game. Like all these games are just exploding. So, all the fuckery is just it's it's the only time like trickle down economics has ever worked. Where like the ones at the top fucked all the prices, and it's just been fucking everyone down and down and down and down kind of deal. Anytime I see that shit, I mean, shit. I don't know about you guys, but as a kid, I've I fell into like buying boxes of tops because I wanted to get that friggin' random card of some sports card and be able to sell it oh the book says it's worth a couple hundred bucks you can go to any store they're like i'll give you ten dollars for that like what the fuck are you talking about that it's that shit does it does drive the market or at least it drives people to buy more shit so yeah you know what i hope wada i hope they get i hope they get a nice a nice dent going because uh that's all uh. bullshit and against retarded because like it's not like a trading card where like yeah you can play the game with the cards but like you're probably not using that foil Charizard from 1998 if you're playing competitively today. So yeah, it's a shelf piece. But like a fucking game, like it's meant to be opened up and played. Like, mm-hmm. you gotta love a good scam though. I, oh, I respect the hustle. I re- I respect the shit. If you pull it off, cool. But it's like you know what it is. They I think they hustled a little too hard. Like yeah. if they could have kept it like at like, oh this is worth fifty grand. Like even no hundred k. Yeah, like people would have been like, the, yeah, the this six, isn't Mario crazy. Sixty four. Yeah, uh, but one point five million, you go, what the fuck? Like yeah. that turns heads, and now you, yeah, you opened up a whole market. Like you went too far, got too greedy. <laughs> so yeah, we're this is gonna be. <laughs> we just got over one lawsuit that we followed for ages. So. Yeah, now we'll follow this one and see where it goes because I would love to see them just be fucking taken to the woodshed. It's because like I haven't bought a game in like like an old game in like almost over a year because I'm like, nah, these prices are even too ridiculous for me, and I'm a sucker. So that's why you gotta emulate. That's all you gotta do. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I mean seriously, <laughs> the the best thing these days is get a flash card or a mister at this point. Like fuck paying for old shit. Yeah, it's paying the balls anyway. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, so John, I gotta ask, how are the uh, the paps treating you? I love, um, sta- I, I like the collection. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like I, I I fidget a lot, so I'll just like move my the can that I'm working on, and I'll just like I love it. <laughs> make different formations. <laughs> what about you, Jambers? Your Yingling flights? I'm three in. I mean, they're super smooth, like always. Nice little light lager for you. And it's still more alcohol than normal Yingling light lager, so it's a weird little thing. But it's yeah. it's it's quickly becoming like my go-to like cheap beer. No, I have I've never seen that before. What, what it, is it? Just like uh, their light beer, or yeah, well, they have Ying, so Yingling has their light lager, but this came out within like the last year, I want to say. It's so like two it's, years ago, yeah, yeah. It's like a version of their light lager. But it's like ninety, so it's less calories and more alcohol by like a few things on each. So oh, nice. Because yeah, Yingling has like an actual beer and a light beer, and their Yingling actual light beer is one of the worst things we ever drank on this page. But their light lager and the flights are delicious. So mm-hmm. have you yeah. tried the uh, the Hershey Porter from Yingling? Yes. Oh actually, yeah, I like them. 
Like uh, they got pretty bashed, good. dude. They got bashed by like the beer advocates. People of the world. fucking hated them. They're like, "This is the worst thing ever." I was like, "Tastes like chocolate." What the fuck's the hate? Like, why? Yes. Why are people hating on this shit? I was like, they bought Ridiculous. it. I'm like, what do you people think it was going to taste about like? anything. Yeah. Oh, dude, the beer market, I said, we, the, the two niches that were in video games and beer, the worst, God, I mean, granted, wrestling fandom's pretty terrible, too, but, man, beer, beer nerds, holy shit, the stuff they get mad about. But, yeah, no, the Hershey's, I, I, we've recommended that many times. We're like, dude, it's. No, it's really good. I'll join you in the recommendation. Yeah. The, the Hershey's beer is very good. Especially yeah. if you have, like, buddies over who, like, don't drink any craft beer and shit like that. Yep. You give it to them, and you'll be like, well, I don't like porters. No, just drink this. You'll like it. Yeah. Do you and like chocolate? What happens? You'll like it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, those flights, yeah, like Jim said, it is a – I'm not, still not sure, other than calories, why they made it, because the light lager is actually pretty good from Yingling. It is, yeah. But, but this does it, – it's more even more session. It's, like, it's super easy to drink, and – I've only actually had it out of the bottles. I don't think the cans and bottles are that different, but they're not. I, I recommend it. It's pretty. It's pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my uh, my my experience with Delirium, delicious. Uh, as John said at the beginning, I would say this is definitely a special occasion, you, not just a random Monday night. Because tomorrow I'm probably gonna be like motherfuck. But oh, you will eight, be. Yeah, at eight point five percent, it is extremely deceptive. And maybe it's because it's the big bottle and you get a decent amount more in it. Really delicious. A lot of different layers of flavor. Like I said, you get that fruit, you get that booziness, and you get like a. There's just so much going on that as it warms, it even gets better. So I would highly recommend it. But just know you're going to pay a premium, whether you get the four pack of small bottles or the big bottle. It's still a delicious beer, though. Yeah. But, John, I want to say. Once again, thank you so much, dude, for coming on. No, and, thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, we, you guys, you have to check the links below. Obviously, it's a beacon, so it has all links. But check them out, especially on Twitch, on TikTok, on YouTube. Help them keep growing the subscriber count. And he's and, got a little bit of everything, too, because if you like mm-hmm. longer streams of people doing stuff, he does streams, like, what, almost every day at this point? Or? Oh, yeah, it's getting, it's getting up there. It's a, a three, four times a week. Yeah. yeah, and if you you know if you just like little clips, hit his TikTok, hit his Instagram. You can get like the highlights there. So it's got a little bit of everything. Yep. Keep sending them subscriptions and likes, and soon he'll be doing those vaginal beers on this live stream. I'll, I'll. You send me money, I'll buy the fucking pussy beer. <laughs> I will drink the pussy beer for you, ladies. <laughs> We're going to get Lizzo soon yeah. with her beers. <laughs> I'll drink the Lizzo beer. <laughs> but thank you, John, so much. Appreciate having you on. Really enjoyed it. And to everyone listening, if you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating, even if you want to bash us. We're going to read it on here and respond to you. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button and notification bell so you see when we come up. With that, we want to say have a good night, everyone, and cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys.